I'm starting on just one chunk with no food, no water, and no friends. I'm very lonely. So I'm gonna have to get building. Hidden in the world are spawners that will allow me to make new random chunks and this world gets chaotic by the end of the video. And hey, we just hit 500 thousand subscribers thank you so much i released a limited edition merch drop to celebrate it has two designs with the iconic pink sheep that we love here on the channel make sure to grab it at the brand new shop or you can do so right here just look down there on the youtube page they're available for 30 days and then they're gone but we have new stuff coming very soon all right let's hit delete on almost everything day one. And don't mind the MCC skin, but now you can know when I started recording this. First things first was to peek over the edge of the world, seeing a single water source block really far down. That's going to take some time to get to. But before we can, we have to secure the surface. First things first, consume the trees, turning them into crafting tables, sticks, planks, pickaxes, stone pickaxes, breaking some dirt, making a shovel, leveling some area, getting some birch. We're gonna have to make do with it. Stone axe, better chopping, better leaves, getting saplings, turning some of that wood into slabs so I don't need to worry about jumping every block, and then breaking the two, and only two, pieces of grass in this entire chunk to land myself one piece of seeds. And that's all I'm gonna have as far as food for a while, so we're gonna have to be careful. I'm throwing whatever saplings I can spare into the composter, making myself a furnace so I can cook up some charcoal, so I can get some torches going, heading underground, because I can't sleep, there's no wool. Down here, I'm grabbing some copper, a few pieces of coal, and looking for iron, finding a little bit of that relatively quickly, and then quite a few mobs. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is an entire world's worth of mobs in like, oh, oh, okay. So it's an entire world's worth of mobs in one cave. <laughs> that looks dangerous. As there is no chance I can take that on in my current state, I headed up to the surface to wait it out until day two, where I crafted up a shield with one of the pieces of iron going back down underground, trying to catch a few mobs before they despawned due to the light level. There was one skeleton here who I was able to kill, getting a few bones, which is going to come in so handy, as well as a bow, so that's a big win. I torched up the cave, heading to the surface, bone mealing the ground to try to turn it into grass to get more seeds, and then realizing I could just bone meal the wheat, which is a guaranteed seed drop. Okay, I, it was late, all right? It was late that day. I was able to get a couple flowers though, which I could use for dyes, quintupling my seeds and having a few trees spawn where I was able to get my first bit of food. We can eat, we can live. This will not even put us to full, so. It's better than nothing. We still need a little bit more if we want to survive long-term. But to avoid running out of energy and hunger every time I go down to the mines, I crafted up some cobblestone stairs and started making the jankiest staircase down to the lower level. From there, I found a cave that was mainly blocked off on one side. Killing the zombie inside, I thought this could be useful for later. But I did a quick little edge check seeing the one water source block, and that's my first goal. There's also some diamonds which I can catch around the edges if I look 
look very carefully so I know at least where I need to go. The problem is going to be getting there. And hey, this video is sponsored by Honkai Star Rail. Honkai is a new free cross-platform RPG which you can play on PC, mobile, and now PS5. And there's the brand new Bellabog storyline that just dropped in the 1.4 update. It is an immersive RPG experience with a beautiful turn-based battle system. I mean, just look at this. Look at everything happening on screen right now. It's amazing. There's tons of content that you can explore all around the world with treasure chests, puzzles, lore. I know you like lore. I know you like puzzles. And a ton of different cool powers that come from all of these awesome characters. So right now, there are some new heroes that you can get. There's a five-star hero named Jingliu with some really cool ice powers and a lot of damage. And then a new duo character, Topaz and Numbi. Great support character with a ton of firepower literally. There's also the new Ethereum Wars game mode where you can collect your favorite monsters and pit them against other teams. This is an awesome adventure where you can go and save the universe. So go check it out. Use the link below in the description to check it out. And you can get these new characters and 50 stellar jades by using the redemption codes that you see on screen right now. Thank you to Honkai Star Rail for sponsoring this video. I spent some time the next morning leveling out another corner of the Chunk, making some space that I could turn into a little flat area that could potentially be a bit of a base location. After re-upping on all of my tools with cobblestone, I started digging down, making my way into a ravine and getting a huge lucky break. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's huge, huge. But that is what I think it is. Is this? Yes, it is. It is, it is, it is. The world. Forge. This is the entire gimmick of this hundred days. <laughs> Let's go. So the World Forge is going to allow me to craft new chunks. And that's a really cool thing. I'll show you when we get there. But first I grabbed all of the iron from this ravine right here, which would be more than enough for tools, essential things like buckets, armor, so that I won't die immediately. But we're gonna make things in kind of a unique order here. I made my way down to a crack in the cave when it hit the deep slate level, killing a child, and then continuing down, just trying to navigate and secure as much of the chunk as I could with torches. I hit the zero barrier where the shaders do something really weird with being underground and I did play around with that for a little while. It is kind of funny. I was distracted. Heading back up the staircase, placing down the World Forge, and starting on creating my next chunk. This eats natural blocks like dirt, cobblestone, stone, and turns it into things like world cores and world shards, which power and allow you to craft spawners, which will make more terrain. But first I have to work with what I have because it takes quite a bit of resources. Four of these large crystals makes one core, which makes one chunk. So we got some work to do. First, I need to make sure I'm not gonna die. So I made myself a chest plate and a cauldron because I need water sooner rather than later. And I also need food. So I made a few shears turning the leaves into bone meal using a composter and using that to grow an additional few pieces of wheat, which allow me to both expand out the farm and make myself a loaf of bread that I could actually eat. From there, I headed underground, back down to try to secure what I could. I had a few pieces of ore fall off the world, which is extremely unfortunate, and I'm barricading off that little cave that I had found earlier, making a small little, very rudimentary mob spawning room. This way, I could force all the mobs into one area and hopefully be able to kill them pretty easily. I grabbed a bit more wood and more leaves up on the upper level, turning more of that into additional bone meal for composting, but I'm also trying to be careful here 
here because I don't want anything to fall off the edge and the bone meal goes flying out of the composter if you're not careful. The World Forge is still hungry for a lot more blocks, so I found another small space where I could just level off this chunk a little bit further, making it a little bit smoother for me to work on and having more blocks for the forge. Crafted up my one piece of bread that I was able to eat to get myself back up to full health and full saturation, and then headed down into the mines because we're approaching day four. I don't want to deal with any phantoms. I threw a staircase down to make the tiniest little hole to kill some mobs, but not being prepared for the child to come to try to bite my ankles. After taking care of them, I was able to head inside grabbing my very first piece of string, which is my first step towards a bed. I started day five by sacrificing many, many bats, and you all saw how well that worked for our MCC performance. Spending some time expanding the overall space of the spawning section just so we could get more mobs in here. But unfortunately, that wasn't the only place in the whole chunk where they could spawn. Oh, that could have killed me. Oh, and they only dropped one bone. Really hope the wheat has grown because now phantoms are gonna spawn after today. Oh, we can't be this low. We gotta do this. Apple! Oh my God. Huge. How much health can we recover from that? if we just don't move. I resigned myself to eating the little bit of rotten flesh that I had in order to get my health back up to full, but it was going to be close. If I didn't kill more mobs or get more resources, this could be bad. So I headed back down to the spawning area and it was full of both spiders and zombies, which I was easily able to take out, grab some string, and then headed back up to the surface, waiting underneath the tree so no phantoms would spawn, giving it about a minute worth of a count, and then heading back down where the farm was no longer safe as some mobs had made their way up from the ravine as well. And once I cleared them, I had a bit of a creeper instant. With one blowing up the wall into the spawn chamber, I cleared and boxed up that area again, made my way back up to the surface, and there was just screaming, nope, nope, nope. I'm waiting here until the morning. And that morning was tense. I'm basically playing chicken with the creepers that walk up to the little hole that all the mobs can fall into and finding some that had spawned down in the ravine that were walking up the staircase and trying to assassinate me. So I dropped everything I could off on the surface and I'm up to two wool blocks worth of string. So we're making progress, but we need to clear this ravine. I slowly staircased my way down, digging through the walls to be able to do a few blocks drops here and there, finally getting to the point where I could take care of the in the lower part of the ravine and throw down some additional torches so that this place would be safe. From there, I was working at the spawner a little bit more, getting some more string from another spider and making my way up to the surface, just waiting out the night underneath a tree so no phantoms would spawn. I got a carrot from a zombie, so I put that down bone mealing it. Now I have a much more reliable food source as it just creates more of itself. But instead of just waiting for mobs to potentially spawn on my head up on the surface, I went down into the deep dark to do a bit of my breaking my pickaxe and then having to head all the way back up to the surface anyway. Day seven, I started by clearing the spawner, getting another bone from a skeleton and a little bit of rotten flesh, which is the only way that I can actually eat something. Thankfully it was raining. So I went up to go keep 
an eye on the cauldron, hoping that it could pull a few bit of water layers from the rain that I could work my way up to an infinite water source. I used the bone meal to make myself some additional carrots, and now I at least have a reliable source of food, doing a little bit of chopping of wood, making sure to shear all of the leaves to both get saplings and to turn that into additional bone meal, and throwing any blocks I can afford to do so into the forge to try to work my way up to my first world core. After that, it was back down to the spawner, ending up with a pair of golden pants, so if I ever happen to make it to the nether somehow, I won't be attacked, at least not right away. But I continued working my way downwards, finally getting to the level of my first major goal. Yes! Water. We have water. Okay. I need to make a bucket though. So I'm doing a bit of peeking out of the caves to just see what else is available, grabbing lapis and seeing some diamonds right underneath me, knowing that I need iron tools to pick up both of these things, both a bucket and a pickaxe. So I worked my way up to the surface, mining for any iron that I possibly could. And once I was able to get up to the surface, I crafted up both an iron pick for the diamonds and a bucket for the water. We'll head back down and get that soon. We started the next morning though by going to clear out the spawner. And unfortunately I saw a skeleton shoot a creeper blowing up this building yet again but thankfully enough i was able to clear that all out getting an additional two pieces of string which is another major progress point from there i headed down through all of the caves scooping up the water source block in the bucket and now being able to use that and mining down from one of the caves into the diamonds that were inside that tough blob underneath where i would been before there's also some more diamonds up above me and i repaired the spawner expanding it just a bit further before heading heading up to the surface and throwing a bunch of blocks into the system. From there, I crafted up my first two diamond tools, a pickaxe and an ax, and saw the world core get completed. With this, I can double the size of my world, but I'm gonna need a few other resources to get there before I can actually do it, specifically a ton of copper. So I headed back down underground, clearing out the mob spawner yet again, mainly for bones, mining the gold, some additional diamonds, and searching for copper ore along all of the edges of the chunk. I brought up what I could the following day, taking an additional two string from my last visit to the mob spawner and being able to craft up a third block of wool. And you know me, if I'm going to sleep, I'm going to do it in style. So I was able to make myself a blue bed and now I can sleep through the night. I spent some time cooking carrots, smelting copper to get the blocks necessary, and then used a trick that I had seen online, which allows me to make a water source infinite from just a single bucket. With that in place now, I can even hydrate the farm, so things are gonna grow a lot faster, grabbing all of the copper from my one furnace, making the four copper blocks, and basically crafting the spawner in my inventory before going to bed. And I'll let LiveVO Gundo take it from here for a minute. I think back here makes the most sense. Actually, yeah, let's do over this way. Here we go, ready? Check this animation out. Look at that. Hey, and there we go. We have two chunks now. We should immediately start getting this torched up though, or else we're gonna have a problem. So that's what I started with, just throwing down torches on any of the caves that were accessible, as well as the surface, mining down to the lower levels, having some stone now blocking off some of my drops before, and using that to just get any additional resources. There's some iron and copper, which will be useful for more spawners. I'm checking the corners of the caves to see what other diamonds had spawned, seeing some in a corner and going to grab those. Is that the deep dark? 
Oh, it is. Seeing that that was there, I'm definitely interested, not gonna lie. So I mined a few additional resources, mining down along the edges until I got to a point where there was just a tiny bit of skulk on one of the corners. If there's any way that I get even the smallest part of an ancient city despite all of these chunks, I'm going to absolutely lose it. But we have more work to do. First things first is working with the spawner. There was a zombie villager in there, which I got very excited about, but then there was a skeleton in there, which got very nervous about, so I just cleared everything I could so I didn't have another creeper incident. I did at some point in time get the zombie villager to be the only mob in there. So I ran up to the surface getting a whole bunch of wood and crafting that into a boat running all the way back down and unfortunately. Dang, it was too far away. Oh. For next time, you know. If we ever happen to get a next time. Hey, you win some, you lose some, but I'm already working on my next additional chunk so I can continue building out this world, but thankfully I can sleep. The next day, I'm spending some time just mining in all of the new caves that I have available to explore, picking up all of the copper that I can for additional chunk spawners, and then strip mining at different levels, trying to find things like iron, diamonds, lapis, redstone, all of this will be insanely useful. I did that for most of the day, bringing all of the blocks that were left over and throwing them into the world forge, smelting up some of the iron, and getting just enough into the forge to end up with another world core. So I've gone from one chunk to potentially three. I set up some additional furnaces, Furni? Furnaces? I'm not sure. Smelting up the copper so that I could craft what I needed in the morning. Day 12, and it's time to expand the world yet again. This time I figured I'd go in the opposite direction, spawning in the new chunk, and I do just love that animation. I was right inside one of the caves, which I torched, seeing that it fell precariously down on the side, which could be bad. I torched up the surface, checking around what I could, and did the same thing, mining through all of the edges and finding little gaps to check on the sides. There was some emerald ore here, which would come in very handy if a wandering trader happened to spawn, as well as exposed diamonds, which I was able to get so that I could work my way up to full diamond armor. There's also more deep dark here, where I was able to continue along, and it looks like this could potentially lead towards something a bit bigger, so I'm very excited. Watch this space. Day 13, I did a bit more farming and a bit more smelting, so just being ready for when the next world core was available, and then I was no longer alone in the world. Hi! <laughs> I got jump scared by a bunny. Uh, hi, hi! Hi, friend. I should put you somewhere. Let's put you in a boat. So you don't disappear. Can you put rabbits in a boat? I don't know. I don't think bunnies get in boats. <laughs> I spent some time just making a little cave off of the small cave. Caves on caves all the way down. Trying to make a space for that rabbit to be in, throwing a bunch of dirt in there, and trying to lure them in with some carrots. Come on. Yes, come on. Come on. Yes, come on. Yes, yes. Yes, everybody! <laughs> That was the stupidest thing, but it's worth it. 
Yes, I did just spend an entire day trying to capture a bunny. The odds of me finding a pink sheep in this world are practically nothing, and you know I need to obsess over at least one mob in every video. It's a canon event. The following day, I'm off to do some mining, and I'm strip mining. Not exactly for the thing you might expect, though. You know that chest I found in the very first chunk? Well, one of them spawns in each and every chest, somewhere between 40 and negative 40 in each individual chunk. So there's quite a bit that I could find that would help me supercharge this world. But first I went to go check the spawner. Holy. Nope, that's just dangerous. That's too much. Picking up an additional world core from the forge, which means I can make this world a little bit bigger. And this time we're gonna go random. Unstable chunk spawner. This could be fun. Okay, so in that direction is all the chunks that would normally be there in this world. And we're gonna keep going because that deep dark is potentially very cool. But in this direction, we're gonna do it a little differently. This spawns a completely random chunk. I have no idea what I'm gonna get. Let's find out. Oh my goodness. It just goes so much time. There's spruce up there. It's straight up a full proper mountain. Okay, that's gonna take some effort to climb. The next day I used some ladders to climb up the massive cliff, which isn't dangerous whatsoever. And then just kind of took this in. It's so weird just having one, like, look at everything else, which actually makes sense. And then there's this, just chilling here. Absurdity aside, I spent some time collecting on all of these spruce trees that I can get, getting some saplings as well, and then peeking around the corners to try to find some caves that I could edge my way into. Doing some of my math, I was able to mine from one of the existing cave structures into a new one, dealing with a few zombies in that space, before going in to torch that and seeing that there is even more around. Wait, I think that's some calcite. That might be a bit of a geode. Let's try to get to the outside too. Wait, oh my goodness. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> so great, I have to deal with some silverfish now and add that to the list of things that I didn't think would be dangerous this early in game. I mined through to a few additional new caves, throwing torches down where I could, dealing with the occasional creeper jump scare, but I was able to manage everything before heading up and going to bed. And that leads to day 16, where I needed to refresh on my diamond pickaxe as it was almost ready to break, and I wanna just save that off for right now. It could be useful for enchanting. I spent some time mining up copper, strip mining through both of the new chunks, just trying to see if I could potentially stumble my way into one of those chests. And the trick here is just mining whatever is easiest to mine. The dirt seemed like a really easy candidate as it is shovelable and I lucked out. Okay. <laughs> this is, yo, I cannot believe that that actually worked. That is wonderful. A little lost. How did I get down here again? Oh, I think it's through here. You can tell that my brain wasn't ready to actually find one of these chests and I was expecting it to be a lot bigger of an effort to get there. But now we have two additional unstable chunk spawners plus everything that we're already making in the forge, which is gonna need a new home pretty quickly. The following day, I wanna automate a little bit of this. So I invested a bit of my iron into what would become an automatic forge making setup. I mined through the massive stone wall that was the frozen mountain chunk 
placing down the world forge and realizing that I need to do it a little bit differently. It needs to be on top. And now that's going to convert blocks into world cores automatically. And I can throw more than one stack in, but it was time to throw down the new spawner and see what would happen. This world is going to, oh, there's an emerald right there. <laughs> oh, that's cool. This world is going to look ridiculous by the time I am done with this challenge. Oh, I, I can't decide if I want to keep it all on a line or if I want to actually make it like a, a normal proper grid. There's a lot of lava down there too. Let's kill some squids. Oh, it's cold ocean too, okay. I just realized I can have proper food. Everything in this ocean is gonna kill itself. <laughs> so this world is only going to continue to look more and more ridiculous. Oh, just buckle up, it gets funnier. I spent some time mining out a few emerald ore that I had collected using the ladders and this new tunnel, getting a second world core, which I can turn into even more things in the future. But in cooking up some salmon, so I actually have some good food, going into day 18, where we're gonna continue with the insanity. Now you have to place this at the edge of the chunk, and I figure at this point, why not go with an anthill style world and just continue off in this direction, spawning in a mangrove biome. Yo, <laughs> mangrove wood. That's honestly kind of cool. That is a ridiculous height difference. <laughs> I did not realize how high up I actually was until looking at this. This is gonna be complicated. I threw down some ladders on both sides of the ocean chunk, knowing I'm gonna have to make a bridge at some point, torching down the swamp so that nothing would spawn over here, and checking out the caves on both sides, then being flooded on the swamp side, which is going to be a little tricky. I also realized that I could ride the water from the ocean chunk down the sides of the chunk a little bit more safely to explore the lower caves, and that led me to my first little bit of lava. This is so sick. <laughs> Like, look at that, that is so freaking cool. The tricky part is riding the water back up and not drowning to death, as the trip without depth strider or anything takes you down to about half health. I'm gonna have to be smarter about that in the future. But as the night started to wane, I just put down some basic cobblestone to figure out where I wanted this bridge, mining a bit of a cave and then realizing that's probably gonna go a bit too far. So I climbed up the ladder and it went to sleep so I could figure this out from the other side of it on day 19. But I wanna make it look good, so I'm harvesting a lot of the mangrove logs and the branches, finding another new friend, frog. I didn't even realize you were here. And in trapping the frog inside of a little mangrove root cage, I'm spending some time chopping trees and then starting on the actual construction of the thing. We're gonna go with a combination of the logs and the roots so that it looks, I don't know, a little rotted, a little ruined, with some very basic cobblestone struts and supports and some mangrove fences on each side just to make it kind of work. Given the limited resources and the limited space that we have to work with, at least it's one way for me to walk from one side of these chunks to another, and I'm doing a little bit of work to make a little safe drop down that I'll be able to use to make travel a bit quicker. And that continued into day 20, where I'm harvesting all of the spruce wood that I had planted, using the leaves mainly for decoration on one side, creating some trapdoors so that I didn't have to worry about the cobblestone being ruined, and then after having a pit that I could potentially drop down into, I mined to the exact coordinates, my down a large shaft where I could then safely drop down in one direction and then 
do a water column or something going the other direction. I'll have to figure that out. After some leaves for decoration, a little bit more axe fishing for the salmon so I could refresh myself with a nice healthy snack. I took one more nap and we're into day 21 where we're approaching the first quarter mark of this world. And I figure it's time for us to take it a little bit further. I'm gonna want a bubble column so I can get over from the lower ocean chunk up to the actual spawn chunk. So I went down to mine some obsidian, going with everybody's favorite joke. With a little bit more of that in my pocket, I dug out a small little cave where I put the portal on the back of it, setting a few things up to smelt in the overworld, making myself a golden helmet so I would potentially not get ganked, and then heading off to a new dimension. This might be a horrible idea, but let's see what the nether looks like in this world. What? I mean, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> With a very short trip to a very small circle of health, I returned back to the overworld the following day, picking up two world cores from everything that I've been dumping into that chest and not checking it, and crafting up two unstable spawners and heading back to the nether. Oh. Oh, that was spooky. Cause it comes up on you. Okay, netherrack biome. There's a little bit of gold ore. You want a soul sand valley? Would be really great. There we go. <laughs> I hear piglins. Where's piglins? Okay, we could do some trading maybe. So with what I needed in my pocket, I dug the shaft down, placing down all of the water and having to do it the old fashioned way because I don't have access to kelp. With everything finally set up, this route is now bi-directional and we can actually get both ways easily. And this is now reminding me of my Emeralds world where the small successes I made along the way felt like major accomplishments and it kind of puts Minecraft into a different light. I'm actually gonna be doing something very soon where I try to take that to the next level. I'm very excited for it. So if you enjoy these videos, you enjoy the way I tell a story, make sure you subscribe because it's going to be something you don't want to miss. All right, day 23, and I'm still basically camping with a single bed just in the middle of nowhere, so it's time to put some work into a proper base. First, I mined down into the ravine area from my tunnel, so that way I could set up a better access to the underground, and then spent some time clearing out the initial farm, leveling a little bit more land, so I could build myself a rudimentary house. It doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be a massive mega base, considering it's bordered by a massive chunk on one wall, and likely we'll have something behind it relatively soon. We're going old school, cobblestone foundations, a small little farm in the corner, some leaves here and there, strip logs for the supports, and some spruce doors, slabs, and awnings to make a very little traditional starter house. But I do want to spruce it up a little bit and make it a little bit better, so I'm throwing down and moving all of my chests inside, using some trapdoors for a little bit of a railing to the entrance, and then going and focusing on things like windows and dormers in the following day. I moved the smeltery area completely off, so that way the initial spawn chunk is a little bit cleaner overall. Having everything moved in, crafting up a new diamond pickaxe as mine was about to break yet again. And when I went over to look at the swamp, my one frog had multiplied. That is a very large number of frogs. <laughs> My world is about to be riveted out of existence. But I want a little bit of deep slate, so that way we can make the roof a little bit better, and I figured why not mine in the new chunks, and you wouldn't guess what I found. No shot. I didn't even notice this. 
That's hilarious. But I rode the water down to try to find some really deep caves and almost killed myself between drowning and the fall. Okay, that was potentially not very smart. We're leaving it there. There we go. We can swim, we're fine. That's, that could have been very, very bad. I need to remember that I don't have respiration or any of the engines that I'm used to. Oh, you drowned super fast without that. But between the bridges and now the shell of the house, even if it might be completely open concept when it comes to the roof, I'm actually starting to have a base in this world, not just living on random blocks. And that's the goal for what I wanna do with the remainder of day 25. I spent some time harvesting for some wood, getting some saplings here and there, and finding a new bunny friend, trying to use the carrots to lure them over from the very tip top of the mountain, getting immediately distracted from my initial goal. <gasps> no, 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 no. Okay, you're alive. <gasps> Hi. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to place blocks wherever I can, helping the bunny who gets stuck, who can't jump up and through a block when we got so, so close to home. Oh. <laughs> that is devastating. Oh, no. And it's with that we closed this first quarter of the world with a bit of a tragedy. I made a small space for Floppers 2, who I named posthumously, making a small little memory with a single soul lantern torch. It's really appropriate that it was raining. But with whatever deep slate that I hadn't already fed to the World Forge, I crafted a few of that up in the stone cutter and then started making the overall frame of what I want the roof to look like. It's a nice little style, but I'm gonna need some more supplies to make that happen. That's a problem for tomorrow though. Day 26, I headed back over to the ocean chunk just to use the water to be able to go down to the deep slate level. Doing a bit of mining there, cutting across in multiple different sections within that 40 to 40 limit, finding whatever resources that I could and eventually ending up all the way at the other end of the world in the skulk section. From there, I made my way back up, converted a lot of that deep slate into the stairs and tiles and bricks and blocks that I wanted to really finish off and complete the roof. Getting everything done there to the point where the house is looking pretty done, but I need to be able to get back up to where I was on top of the spruce chunk, so I had to make a little side door for myself and bring the ladders a little bit further down. Day 27, I'm trying to see what else I can make with these different world cores. One of them is a scanner that would tell me where certain stuff is, but instead I have some other things I would like to do. First off, I wanna test if netherrack works because I have a diamond pickaxe and I can mine netherrack extremely quickly. The only problem is the nether is super, super dangerous. Oh my god, that was so close. With that near-death experience, I was rewarded by netherrack not working in the World Forge. So it turns out it's only overworld materials, even though it can spawn nether chunks, which is a bummer. With that done, I needed to refresh on my food, so I spent some time killing all the salmon that I could, going down to mine a whole bunch more ores, specifically copper, so I could spawn some additional chunks when I was ready, swimming back up the water and dropping all of those materials off in the forge before making myself dinner and calling it a night. And the next day, it was time for another chunk to be added to the world. Let's see what we get. I saw a lush cave down there. Oh, it's a jungle biome. This is huge. 
Bamboo is honestly really great because it's a really cheap way to get renewable planks for a lot of different redstone components. And sand would be huge because now I can make glass, which can definitely come in handy in a few different things. No! Oh, I was just typing notes! Now it's paused while I'm typing my notes. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure the editors are informed and I missed it. I think this is my only shot at a sapling, sadly, is these couple leaves right here. Oh, come on, give me a jungle sapling. Unfortunately, I would not be so lucky and that one sapling that flew off into the void is the only one that I'm gonna see for quite some time. So I spent a little bit of time just digging a staircase back into the overworld and then riding the waterfall down to light up some of the caves, getting both moss and glowberries, which are useful, especially if I can put them into the forge. From there, I did some mining towards mob sounds, finding a few small pockets with some zombies inside, riding my way back up to the surface and realizing that moss was excessive acceptable in the forge. This could be huge. We can automate that, which would be wonderful for just some persistent chunk generation. And in putting down the bamboo, I have a reliable source of additional wood now that would be a lot easier to farm. The next day, I went back over towards the ocean chunk, did a little bit of cooking, and then headed underground to try to see if I could find yet another's chest of unstable chunk spawners. And lo and behold, I did. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. With that, I wanted to continue the luck, heading to the other side of the jungle chunk and spawning a new one, which rocketed way up into the sky. I spent some time mining directly through it since a good portion of it was a large cave, or at least the top of what a large cave would be, finding some more lush caves, a skeleton inside, and some random materials and bits and bobs. But on the way back home that evening, I realized that my world is now big enough that mobs can be spawning on the surface, so I need to be a lot more careful about lighting things up. Day 30, it was time to head back over to the nether because I want to do a little bit more generation there and I want to try to get towards enchanting and one way to do that is to get books from piglin bartering and potentially some potions as well. I spawned in a couple new chunks getting some blackstone and basalt deltas almost dying to another cube. Why is it always the cubes? Eventually I was able to clear that heading back to the overworld and just doing a little bit of mining there seeing some more mobs passively and grabbing some diamonds from the edge of the world whenever I could. There's another lush cave opening which I was able to drop down into getting an axolotl friend in a bucket and I was so excited and having a new pet. I was mining down to some diamonds when I realized I was standing on something truly unique. That's a fossil. <laughs> Hold up. That's a fossil. I've genuinely never found one of these ever in Minecraft before. I've never found one of these. That's cool. Turns out when you can just x-ray the world, you can find stuff really easily. Yeah, turns out finding the super rare items in the world are easy when they're just exposed to the air because half the chunks aren't rendering in the world. But with a little bit more mob fighting and just transitioning through the world, dropping everything off back into the world forge, I'm excited. There's all sorts of more secrets that are probably waiting for me to discover. Day 31, I brought my axolotl friend over to the ocean chunk, figuring if I plopped them down, they'd kill fish and I would just passively be able to collect some fish. The only problem was I watched my axolotl just yeet themselves into the void. Oh no. So I headed back to the world forge, picking up yet another core, spawning in another chunk spawner, just a regular one this time, grabbing some torches and then heading over to where the deep dark was at the other end of the world, plopping that down and getting a 
pretty big cave, but no more skulk, at least not anywhere else that I could see. That was a bit of a bummer, so having to go back for some more torches the following day, where I'm grabbing coal that I could find to just light up more of the space, and continuing to edge and peek my way out of different areas. I had to head back home to make myself yet another diamond pick, as I was down another one, and I didn't want to break any because they could be useful for enchanting rerolls later, but I basically just collected resources for the day. On day 33, I dropped all of that off, remembering that there was some space on the top of one of the nearest chunks that I had yet to actually explore. So I converted a lot of bamboo into ladders, mining my way up to the surface and finding a jungle tree. So I have another shot at potentially getting a jungle sapling and another type of wood. I chopped that all down, waited for the saplings to spawn and ended up with one. All right, the world's being a little stingy right now. The following day, I wanted to do a little bit more work to make the navigation between all of these chunks a little bit easier. So I'm mainly just carving out a path up the hill directly opposite the tunnel that I'd built previously, so that heading both directions from my spawn would be a little bit easier and look a little bit better. I'm manicuring the top of a lot of the chunks and spawning a new one, and that animation, I love that animation, it's awesome. But it was also a lot lower and I'm not gonna go jumping down so I had to do so a little more carefully, ending up in a birch forest, which gives me yet another new wood type and a few different flowers that I could bone meal, which really is kinda nice. There was some small caves with mobs inside and they were busy killing themselves while I watched as I continued heading down and around just trying to see what I could poke in from the edges. I had to do a little bit of chest organization going into day 35, where as I was continuing to work my way through all of those caves and mine my way down to a really large crack in the world. It's directly opposite the skulk, but I didn't notice that immediately. I'm grabbing all of the gold that I can and dealing with the creepers, picking diamonds as it started to rain in the outside world. And it's really weird seeing rain when you are that deep underground in the deep slate level. I harvested all of the bamboo to get myself a little bit more sticks and planks, killing some salmon to re-up on my food supply going into day 36. Whereas off doing a bit more mining, mainly just strip mining in the levels that I know chests can eventually spawn at, using those resources to craft another unstable chunk spawner and popping one new one down in the end, getting a plains biome that was only a few blocks off. This actually looks like it could possibly be normal terrain generation. But I mined down to a large flooded ravine, grabbing all of the resources that I could find around there and having to deal with a few mobs like endermen and creepers that were just trying to sneak up on me. Gotta be careful about that. Day 37, I'm gonna do something that might make you nervous. But with that, I did some mining to the lower levels, seeing where I could see some lava and knowing that there was also some diamond ore available, which I want to use to upgrade my armor, getting both a chest plate and a pair of pants so I am that much harder to kill. After that, I was doing a little bit more mining and preparing for another tier down in one of the chunks to be able to find a chest when I did happen to stumble across two more unstable spawners. Popping the first one down, I saw a lush cave deep underground in a new ocean chunk that had spawned, so that was pretty easy to be able to run down to navigate to and torch up safely. The problem I had was the lower level, which was populated with many, many mobs, and that wall of cobblestone made me think it was possibly a spawner as well. But after abandoning that and heading back up to the lush cave just 20 blocks higher, I noticed something in the ceiling. No shot. Oh, that's awesome. Yes! 
Oh, that's just wonderful. Now, that was insanely lucky, but my way down here meant that I needed to mine a new way up to the surface, which took a little while and got me into day 38, where after exiting my home and doing a little bit of crafting, I made myself a desert spawner. Now, this isn't the random ones. This is a little bit more by my design, but I think this can give me a good supply of sand, sandstone, and other resources that I hope I can use to be able to craft up a few more things, which could definitely come in handy. Now, I was expecting a very low chunk that would be near water level, but nope, it was a giant desert mountain with a mine shaft inside with a cave spider spawner available in it. And this could get tricky. I'm not in the best gear right now. So if I'm not smart, I can get poisoned and killed. I crafted up a diamond sword so I'd be able to combat the spider webs that were in the mine shaft, laddering up to the surface of the desert just to torch it off so nothing would spawn. From there, I was back underground where I had fought with earlier, throwing some torches around the cobwebs and just getting the spawner deactivated activated as quickly as possible. There were a few on and end cave spiders that I had to deal with, making sure to not deal with too many at once and never get poisoned. I actually only took one hit, I think, so did pretty good in comparison to how I normally do with a mine shaft. But with a reliable source of experience, I was feeling like that was an insanely productive day. The following day, I was back down into the mines, just trying to see what else I could find, once again, yeeting myself off of the edge of the chunk to make my way to a little bit of water and then down into the lush caves, which actually connected to the lush cave from the previous chunk, so it was just one large open space. I mined up the iron and a whole bunch of deep slate, making sure to peek around to try to find new areas. Slime. Slime. Hello. And a slime chunk, considering all of the chunks are in a line and very minimal, is honestly kind of huge. If I can use that to craft up a couple different things as far as redstone components and other elements, it's definitely gonna come in handy. So I returned back home to quickly bank that into a chest and everything else into the World Forge. The following day, I realized that there were still some holes in my house, so I spent some time plugging those up, also making the time to put a few stripped logs in place just to provide some texture to the walls. It might be a very minimal world, but I still want it to look good. But with that, I headed over to the nether, just trying to see what else could potentially be found, watching the skeletons in the Soul Sand Valley just absolutely conga over killing each other and the piglins just trying to get to me, placing down a new spawner and getting a kind of bog standard boring nether biome, and then a crimson forest. There was hoglands in there, which is a new source of leather and food, definitely coming in handy. And the enderman that I was able to kill did drop a pearl for me, which is definitely nice. But the main thing I'm looking for is piglins and unfortunately none had spawned right now. So I returned back to the overworld using my other random chunk generator and getting an ocean next to an ocean. While it gave me more space to be able to run down the water to head diamonds and other supplies, the dolphin inside almost had me killing myself. So I'm gonna have to play that very carefully. Day four Honestly, is a little bit of a nice quiet day in whatever you can call this mod pack, honestly. I spent some time going up and down the water streams on the sides of different chunks, making just random tunnels through, doing a little bit of axe fishing, and then going through and trying to make sure that I'm putting torches down in any of the caved areas, mining up some blocks like tuff that I can use in some small decorations and deep slate, heading over to any diamond ores that I see in the edges of chunks, just trying to grab whatever I possibly can. And on day the meaning of life, and for once that joke will make perfect sense. I grabbed a new world core out of the forge, crafted up a badland spawner, and popped it down getting a new mesa chunk with a bunch of terracotta and some pretty big caves underneath. I'm mainly doing this for gold so I can do bartering for mobs, but as I went to head back with ladders, I got a big surprise. Oh my goodness, we have mobs. Okay, stop 
everything. I audibly gasped. I don't know if my microphone was active, but I audibly gasped. This is huge. Huge, absolutely huge progression. I don't know what caused them to finally spawn. But they finally spawned! Well, that changes everything. Having mobs to farm is a huge new leg up. But I headed up to the top of the Mesa Chunk, putting down torches in any of the caves that I could find, getting a few magma blocks as well, which is a nice, fun find. I mined around a bit following mob sounds, but really, I need to get started on farming, and it's really good to see a little bit more life on these chunks. But, um, shh. Day 43, Terracotta, unfortunately, does not go in the World Forge. So we're back to just throwing cobblestone in and hoping for the best. I headed over to the birch chunk where the mobs now existed, improving the area surrounding them by both breaking down some of the trees that would be kind of floating, as well as making a very large area to put wheat into. I'm gonna need a whole bunch more of that if I'm gonna be breeding mobs. So I'm making a large farm that covers the entire span of this chunk, making stairs both into and out of the animal pens, as as well as through the little one by two tunnel that I had dug leading back into my original chunk. This way I can walk from one place to another and it's just straight, no jumping or anything like that. And I threw everything into the forge for another chunk and made myself a diamond hoe because if I'm gonna farm, I'm gonna farm in style, okay? Day 44, we're starting to take care of all the animals with mob breeding and just exploring around a few of our other chunks. I had found a lush cave a little bit lower down in one of the sides of the chunks that I had not yet torched up. So I made sure to put a few there so no mobs would be spawning. Following around a few mob noises but not really getting anywhere or at least not finding where they were hiding right now but i am making and leaving enough tunnels and not keeping enough torches in my pocket that some mobs are starting to spawn behind me so i have to be a little bit more careful of that the world is now more populated and will become even more populated as i continue to breed both the sheeps and the cows day 45 it had been a while since i had first checked so I threw a block of moss into the world forge and then remembered, oh yeah, that's right, that works. So we're gonna go ahead and start making a new farm. First things first, I need to smelt up a ton of iron because I'm gonna need some of it for pistons and for buckets. As I headed over towards the nether, finding a few buckets of lava that I could use for both fuel and as a source of renewable stone. And I think you can know where this is going. I spent a little bit more time breeding up all of the animals, getting my next world core and deciding that I should spawn that immediately behind my initial chunk so I could potentially make something uphill and feed the moss or stone that I'm gonna make into the forge automatically. So after getting up to the top and seeing where everything aligns, I dug a tunnel and a staircase back through that chunk. And it is interesting, now seeing my home covered on three sides by massive stone walls just shows how much this changed when it was still in isolation. And it's looking a little bit different. But I took a quick nap going into day 46. Well, I'm gonna start to build a rough moss farm. And instead of working on a completely automated design, heck, instead of looking at a tutorial at all, I figured, let me just try to big brain this and design one all on my own. And this is going to be upsetting to some redstone people, so I apologize in advance. But I was able to get a reliable source of stone pushing through on one of the sides, which is good because that's what I'd be able to turn into moss with a quick little bit of bone meal, which I can get from the skeletons over in the Soul Sand Valley in the Nether. Repeating that on the other side, I had a stone feed tape on both sides that would feed its way into a central area. And after a little bit of trial and error, it took over a day, but I finally have a five by three section of consistent stone. 
Underneath that, I set up a little water channel and a single hopper, building a chain of old school water elevators to move the materials from one place to another, using trapdoors to block it off and a little bit of cobblestone over the void in a chunk I had not yet spawned in order to filter all of the items that will fall through this farm into the World Forge automatically. And on day 48, I finally fired it up and it works mostly i can bone meal the moss that's directly next to the stone to get a whole bunch of things but only the full moss blocks go in so i need to be careful about the azalea bushes or the carpets which will only clog the system but they can be turned into more bone meal into a composter so we're making progress and i spent a bit of day 48 and going into day 49 both breeding up all of the animals making sure that i had harvested all of the hay and starting to kill a few for leather that i could start working my way towards an enchanting setup and with that we're at the halfway point and it feels weird I'm in half diamond, half iron armor, but we're actually making progress. Being upgraded to proper food like mutton and steak means I can be a little bit safer in my exploring into other chunks. So I spent time just trying to find additional caves from mob sounds and mining my way through in the mesa biome, finding gold and the jackpot, another chest with another two unstable chunk spawners inside. With that in hand, I spawned two additional chunks directly behind both the farming chunk and the one directly to the left of my base getting a big mountain and a big ocean, and this world is looking more ridiculous by the day. And now we're over the halfway point and at day 51, and I got a new microphone. Let me know how different it sounds. We're gonna try our best to make it match, but it might be pretty distinctly different. It's a lot better. But after lighting up the top of the chunk and gushing about my new audio tech, I jumped into the ocean and we have a ton of work to do. There's a new world core available, which I'm able to craft up into a swamp spawner, which I'm thinking I put it right next to the mangrove swamp. It'll be at the same level. We can get a couple other things and no, I got the tallest swamp of all time. This mountain is almost as tall as some of the actual mountain biomes in this world. I don't get it. It also had no water, which meant no sugarcane, which meant no books. So I did a little bit more bambooing, a little bit more torching on the top of the chunks, and then checking out all of the caves in the new chunk, and there were quite a few of them, with creepers and skeletons making explosive combinations as I'm torching everything up to just ensure that the world stays pretty safe of mobs altogether. It started raining a little bit later in the evening, which is nice for the atmosphere, but I don't need it for water anymore. That is plentiful. But I am spreading out far enough that mobs are starting to spawn in the caves. It's something I'm going to have to keep in mind as I work my way forward. The next day, I used the moss farm for a little while just to collect the resources needed to be able to power the world forge and then jumped down to check out more of the caves, using the fact that two chunks were opposing each other across a void to peek from one to the other for things that would be good to steal. I mean, collect. I saw a little bit more skulk. That's more deep dark. I'm really excited to potentially explore that. Digging down through the mineshaft area on the corner of the world World, mainly looking for more diamonds as I am starting to run short and without any ability to regen on those, I'm gonna need to repair tools and armor by making new ones, basically. I popped everything into the forge, did a little bit of organizing of all of my wooden supplies because I'm gonna wanna do some more building, but I also need a whole bunch more torches. So I'm harvesting a lot of coal the following morning, taking wheat and repopulating on all of the animals, jumping down into all of the different caves, finding mobs in the nooks and crannies and spawn proofing my world overall. That was the name of the game this day. I'm also dressed like a sailor because, okay, that's either a callback to a recently released or a spoiler for an upcoming scenario. I don't know which because I don't know what order these videos are releasing in. I got down to where the skulk was, finding a lot of gold and a few other resources and a big pool of lava, which I was very careful to not fall down into because that would have been bad. 
lava normally bad. The next day was staying on track to continue to expand out the world. First running the moss farm for a little while, then taking care of all of the animals, cooking up all of the food because I was running a little bit low. I want to have all the leather on hand that if I could ever find a way to get some sugar cane and work towards books, I could make all of the books that I possibly could want. I saw a cave down in the side of one of the chunks heading down and mining up all of the resources, getting some deep slate, just hoping to find a chest. And lo and behold, I did two more unstable chunk spawners in my pocket and a few more diamonds on the edge of that little section of the world. I fueled up the forge so that I'd be able to craft even more spawners and then started pulling some more in. Oh, more ocean. The next chunk after that ocean wasn't really promising either, looking like some random plains that had just been spawned in. So I threw down a bunch of torches and it was actually a sparse jungle because you can see the ferns here and so you can identify what biome it's supposed to be from. I used the water at the end of the new ocean chunks heading down into a few of the flooded caves that existed here, finally getting some glow ink. That'll be nice for some decorations, but doesn't really help me in my process to enchanting or better gear. There were some caves pretty far down though that were pretty dark and filled with with mobs, I had to be careful about that. There's a decent chunk of zombies here, and being in just basically nothing means that even a single creeper could kill me if it got the jump on me, so I have to be especially careful here. But the caves here linked up to existing caves, including the deep dark from like my third chunk, so it seemed almost congruent. If you weren't paying attention, it kind of makes sense. These actually logically all connect. I was able to clear out most of the mobs from fighting, leaving the Endermen, because I have no reason to kill them, really. Swimming my way back up to the surface and doing the whole drop resources off back at the base and sleep to move it on to the next day. Next morning, I smelted up all of the copper that I had been collecting, using that to craft up another spawner, this time going for a plains spawner. I know the odds are astronomically low, but potentially we could get a village in one of these, so that was my hope. I spawned on the other side of the ocean chunks and nope, it was just another giant mountain, but it was pretty hollow with a significant number of caves here. I was able to work my way down, torching all of that, and I'm thinking with this much open space in the chest spawning range, maybe it's worth a shot just excavating almost everything here, trying to find that chest to just supercharge my activities. Instead of that, I found a geode, which is looking awesome. I was able to shoot the mobs in from the top and then dig in from the outside and unlocking a new item or two. Calcite and some geode crystals, those would all look really nice. The next day, I hadn't cleared the farm out for a while, so I spent some day just harvesting all of the wheat there, converting that into food with legs, which will eventually be converted into food, but we'll show that later to keep the video's rating down. I mined around to some of the smaller caves in the deep slate level on another edges of a few of the chunks, finding some joy and excitement by jumping from the plains chunk all the way down into the ocean. But running low on coal again, as I have been several times throughout this specific hundred days, I'm heading down to the most recent chunk to excavate anything that is currently exposed to air so I could make my kingdom larger by expanding everything the light touches. And I did more of that light touching the next morning, finding some exposed iron and a few other resources, and then just excavating around, trying to mainly search for some mob sounds that I was hearing, finding a cave that had quite a few zombies hidden inside, forming a conga line of death and an explosive little party right after. This was a pretty huge cave, about 40-50 blocks tall, 
but it was encapsulated by solid chunks on every other side. I don't know how I missed it unless it was one block in even on the normal chunk itself. I dug from there to another area, finding an Enderman and killing them, getting a pearl. So that's something more that I have. I don't think I'm gonna find a stronghold, but it is always nice to be able to teleport out of danger if necessary. Day 59, more copper and another world core were both available, so I crafted myself up another unstable chunk spawner, heading to the back of the jungle chunk, as, as I had now lit up all the caves inside and spawning in a new one. Okay, new chunk. Let's see what we get. I saw some mine shafts. Oh, it's just a cute little plains biome. Oh, it looks like we were so close to some sugarcane. I just need one piece of sugarcane. Now, I think I've already said this in VO a couple times, but sugarcane unlocks books, which could unlock a whole bunch more, both with enchanting, making my tools a lot faster. I am missing my efficiency, as well as being able to theoretically work my way with a zombie villager into starting a village. It reminds me of my 100 days with Emeralds playthrough, where I'm searching for really basic resources in new and unique ways. And those are some of my favorite videos, which is why I really enjoyed this one so far. I was mining for a while, not paying attention attention and I broke my diamond pick. That actually kind of hurts. I used some bamboo to craft up a new one and was immediately right back on the grind, but being one tool down and breaking it meant that any diamonds that I saw were immediately on my collect list. I dug my way into a pretty populated cave. It wasn't large by any sense, but the problem was I could hear a witch giggling in the corner. One harming or poison potion from there makes me very susceptible to death. And I have a really big fear of a witch killing me in one of these videos. So that's one mob I don't mess with. The following day, it was time for food with legs to become food over at the farm. But instead of spending more charcoal on cooking that all up, I crafted up a few campfires, which would allow me to cook all of the meats without any fuel at the cost of not getting any experience out of it. And I'm in no rush for experience. I'm at level 38. So this is honestly a pretty fair trade. I did cook a few of it up just for time's sake. So I would have everything that I need because I'm also in patient and a man of contradictions, heading up and seeing an enderman inside of a small cave that was directly behind my bridge that I just never noticed before. And then, then I had a light bulb moment. Wait, I can get books. That could work. I didn't even realize my mic was on right there, so that's honestly kind of funny. I grabbed all of the coal that I could find from everywhere in the world and used it to smelt up all of the gold that I had. And I had quite a bit of gold, so that honestly took a majority of the day, leaving that running while repopulating from an earlier unexplained sudden reduction in the animal population of my world. And I was excited. Oh, this is gonna be so good. The next morning, it was off to hell. I ran over towards the crimson forest biome, finding a single piglin here, throwing the gold bars down and then trapping them in the corner by mining underneath their feet. And this is where I would say that they became the richest piglin in the world, but they're the only piglin in the world, so that is true by default. And I'm not gonna lie, I spent all day just throwing gold at their face as they were stuck in a hole here, while also keeping an eye out and around for any additional piglins so I could supercharge and accelerate whatever I was going to be finding. And now I'm pretty sure the editors are gonna put in a supercut of every time I said book to the piglins here. I need any book, one book. Just give me one book. Do they not barter books anymore? Just give me a book. Ugh. 
But having expended all of my gold, and I'm gonna need to do a lot more mining to recover from that, I headed back to the overworld. And I was reminded that there is another way that you can get books because one of my mods was doing a fishing stream at this exact moment. So I headed down and started fishing in the ocean. Well, first I thought, I don't want to fish from a cliff 50 feet up. That seems a little impractical. So I spent some time mining out a very small cave right at the water's surface level and then starting fishing. And I fished up things like lily pads and fish and then more fish and then fish and then more fish and then bones and then puffer fish and then more fish and then more lily pads and then bowls and saddles and other treasures and junk. And well, then it happened. Okay, <laughs> that worked. Now here's the only trick. Um, we're gonna try to do that two more times so we can make a bookcase instead of just an enchanting table. Technically, three more times. And then we have to do something very tricky with a villager, potentially. We're gonna fish for a little while longer. Haha, <laughs> get clickbaited everybody. I'm not searching for one book for an enchanting table. I want a route to a full enchanting setup, so... Enjoy fishing now being a pretty regular part of the daily routine and this challenge specifically reminds me of all of those kind of exponential growth games even games like Stardew Valley which I just did a hundred days on recently actually where you kind of are constantly unlocking the next thing that becomes a part of your routine that can allow you to unlock the next thing. I mean, we're literally unlocking the world as we go, so that's kind of the whole theme of this video. But if I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work in style, right? So the next day, I'm spending some time building out and properly building a fishing spot. I set up some wood to hold up the massive amounts of stone ahead of me using some bamboo planks and the bamboo blocks stripping them to get some texture into the floor, even throwing some mosaics in here and there, just trying to make this look pretty good. From there, I set up some chests so I could keep track of all of my fishing expertise, both the things that I was really, really looking for, as well as the random things that I could find. Now, with the very limited block palette, I'm pretty happy with how this all turned out, and it made for a space that I could happily and healthily, safely fish from. And I did a lot of fishing, finding my second book, and it was one I was thinking I'd keep. Oh my god, a fortune three book? Okay, so we're saving that. Unbreaking three, two, that's actually cracked. Fishing might be OP. Is fishing OP? I've never, I don't normally do this. So like I said, I don't normally fish in Minecraft. So I don't know if I was just being insanely lucky as I tend to be in these hundred days or if that's kind of par for the course. Let me know in the comments and you'll be able to check the mods folder. Mod pack is available on CurseForge. So you'll know if it was legit, but I'm just, I'm a little confused here. That feels a little too overpowered. Day 64, I'm continuing on the fishing grind, just trying to get what I can. And I'm picking up everything except more books. Then again, I've gotten really lucky with books, so maybe that makes sense. Once I cracked level 40, I'm thinking that's probably enough fishing for right now as I'm staring off in one direction and the video might be getting a little bit stale. So let's do something with what we collected so far. I made myself up a little anvil, did a bit more smelting with some lava and then headed to my house, plopping that down and turning my pickaxe into fortune three. Now here's where I might get flamed a little bit in the comments. I actually made a grindstone and ground unbreaking off of the book using that to install 
instead craft up an enchanting table that I could use to put very low level enchantments on everything instead of only having one piece of enchanted gear and having everything else be completely blank. And I was able to get power for my bow, I was able to get efficiency on almost all of my tools, and some unbreaking and protections on all of my armor. So I'm a little bit harder to kill, a little bit safer in the world, and I have one pickaxe that could help me get a lot more diamonds and a lot more gold, which is good because we're going to use that gold for bartering. And on day 65, when I returned to my fishing spot, somebody had moved into the ocean. Now, I thought my mic was live, so I was just excitedly saying, like, I wish I could get a trident. Oh my goodness, here we go, I'm gonna get a trident, I've been so lucky. And, well, no. What was gonna happen today was using my brand new fortune pickaxe to mine out any gold that I could find. I wanna go back and do a little bit more bartering, and now being able to fortune out gold to get the raw elements is extremely amazing. That's a wonderful buff from the 1.17, 1.18 era, and finding more diamonds is definitely great as well. I'm mining around, also finding another geode that I had not noticed before, getting a few amethyst crystals off of that, smelting up all of the ores into bars, and getting ready for for the next day where we're gonna take them back to hell. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because we are running out of storage space. The inventory in that house is looking awful, so let's do some work about that. I moved and harvested a lot of the bamboo, running around to just try to find where would be a good place to be able to make a tiny little storage room? It doesn't need to be massive, just look at the size of my world. I could probably fit everything here in maybe like a nine by nine of double chests. So I carved up a small area, a pocket in the wall, leading up to where the moss farm exists, and just putting down a two by three grid of double chests with bamboo blocks, which makes them infinitely cheaper to make. I also worked on improving the staircase up towards the moss farm and then started organizing, putting all of my blocks into one chest, moving everything like sand and renewable resources into another, plants into another, and these are the categories that I kind of always fall into whenever I'm making a storage room. And I will, I do make storage rooms, I don't just make chest monsters, everybody. Look, I'm trying to be organized, I promise. But once all of that was done and I used a little bit of the leather that I had collected to label almost everything here, I was actually only short on sticks but we're gonna be able to do something about that very, very soon. The next day though, all of the gold had finished smelting, so it's time to do exactly what I had promised, heading back to the nether, finding my friend in the hole, and going ahead and throwing all of it right at their face. And the world didn't want me to do this, spawning a Gaston, which was dangerous. But thankfully, my piglin friend survived. And we're gonna speed this up a little bit here so you can see everything that popped into my inventory. With the highlight of everything being a single soul speed three book. Now that cost me several stacks of gold, which was kind of unfortunate. And we are equipped for the mightiest of speed runs. I mean, we're a little low rolled on pearls, but I think it could work. But now we're one step closer. And for that, we're gonna need more chunks. So I took all of the blocks that I could find and then looked into what else exactly I can make with this mod. The next day, as the copper was smelting and I was preparing to craft up another spawner, I realized I'm actually short. I'm actually out of copper, the most common resource that you could potentially have. But now I have fortune. So going down into some of the flooded caves and mining out all of the copper ores yielded stacks on stacks from maybe a half a dozen ore blocks overall. So you don't need a copper farm. You just need a fortune three pickaxe and a little bit of time. But we also need fuel. So I grabbed all of the buckets that I had heading over to the nether to pick that up very quickly, being attacked by the cubes. It's always the cubes. Getting myself an unstable chunk spawner at the end of that little day's worth of work. And I thought, let's take a risk. 
I spawned the chunk where I had the water channel, leading the moss over into the farm area, and thankfully it spawned an ocean, so I didn't have to worry too much about that. I was able to set up all of the caves and torch them, and it's weird seeing water flowing into the caves that were exposed to void on all sides merely 60 days ago. Underneath this ocean was a massive lush cave, though, with a lot more moss that didn't require any farming and a lot of gold and other things. So I grabbed all of that, considering it insta-mined with my hoe, I was able to mine out a pretty solid chunk of this to be able to just throw it into the forge and get a positive ROI from this chunk. But with the water flowing down from the outside, I was able to quickly explore the exterior of the chunk as well, finding a few caves, taking care of a few mobs, and then having this moment happen. Oh, I puckered. <laughs> that was panic-inducing. Recovering from that near-death experience of falling into the void, I grabbed a few of the emerald ores that were still exposed on the side of the world, heading back up into that cave where I had fought the Enderman, which was now very full of multiple different mobs that took a decent bit of work to clear, and then just calling it a day before I pushed my luck too hard. On day 60 nice, I set all of the copper up into smelt, and while that was doing its thing, I headed over towards the fishing spot, crafted up a few rods, and thought, let's... Let's just do some fishing. I'm just a simple man. Simple man who's doing his thing and fishing for the entire day to get myself back up to level 30. No reason, I just, I thought that that would be very funny for today. Why, is there a joke here? I think that says more about you than it does about me. Day 70, I grabbed a few of the resources that were just spares in the chests, dropped them off in the World Forge, and then did some general exploration around the edges of the chunks. I remember seeing some stray pieces of gold ore or emeralds or diamonds, so I'm just running around grabbing those, seeing whatever I can. Now that I have fortune, it's a little bit more profitable to do so. But it's actually kind of weird. I don't have as much insight into what's deeper underground now that the world is two chunks thick. I've lost a whole side of the world that I could previously just swim down earlier. So it's taking me a bit more work to find some resources, but we are eventually getting there. But as it started raining, I figured let's just do just a little bit more fishing. And I swear I'm not addicted, but just, just a little bit more fishing. Day 71, the first thing I did was take care of the farm and then take care of a few of the animals, heading around and seeing where I should start for a little bit more mining and excavating. I jumped down into one of the ocean chunks being immediately stung by a puffer fish, and I'm not expecting violence in the water over here. Mining out some of the chunks, thinking I'm just gonna excavate for a little while today, mine out as much as I can, and either the blocks or if I happen to find a chest will lead to some additional chest spawners, which will allow me to expand the world out even further. And while I was lucky enough to find things like some diamonds here or there, a lot of gravel which was very easily able to be converted in the World Forge, I didn't find any of the chests. So instead, I needed to go ahead and build my own spawner the following day. And the next day, when I was getting ready to continue on that so I could build out more spawners, I found some trader llamas and some leads just standing on the ground. Oh no. <laughs> the one time I get a wandering trader. And they're dead? Come on. No, come on. Come you too. Come on. Put you somewhere safe and then I have to try to find your boss. I really, really, and I mean really hope somehow they're alive. Oh, there's another bunny. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, I do want to try to save that bunny later too. <laughs> Wait, I heard. I heard. Where? 
<gasps> what did you do to your llamas that they fell? Please have the trade I want. <laughs> the, the two trades I want. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> That's what they get for abandoning their llamas. You are mine now. And now, okay, we've unlocked a whole new level of tech. This this really does feel like the Emeralds video where I'm getting to engage with very vanilla things in Minecraft in a really new and unique way. I planted down the sugar cane so that would start to grow and then set up some cobblestone with the deep slate underneath it so that would continue to grow as well so that we could farm that into deep slate blocks which I'm really hoping are accepted by the World Forge. And can you spot what's wrong with this picture? Don't worry, I will in just a minute too. But with another chunk spawner in my pocket, I was just harvesting all of the plants, taking care of all of the animals as well, harvesting some of the animals to be able to have more leather, which I'm gonna need really, really soon, as well as food. So that would all be super important. I set some of that to smelt up in the house, dropping off the mutton. I'm gonna become a steak man now, heading to sleep and going into day 73. Where I spawn in another chunk, getting another mountainous area heading up the ladder on the sandstone chunk, just getting up to the surface so I could torch that all down, peeking down around the corners and seeing something really unique and interesting. And yes, this is an ancient city. I called this 70 days ago that if we happen to get anything from an ancient city, it would be a miracle. And the floating chest for the junk spawners was just right there in the middle of the world. Yes. Is this the lowest it can possibly be? It's literally the bottom. It's literally the bottom. There weren't any loot chests from the ancient city itself in the space, or no shriekers actually, because I don't know how a warden would perform in this world, so that's honestly probably a good thing. And as I headed around the world just a little bit more, I jumped down the water into one of the lush caves, noticing, for the first time, a floating chest in the roof of that. So now I have four chunk spawners, most I've ever had at a single time. This feels like a really big turning point for the video overall, and I'm really excited for what we're gonna be able to do next. I mined my way over to some diamonds that I had seen in the edge of this chunk before it potentially gets covered up, and headed back to the house feeling successful and triumphant. We're gonna build a lot more of the world tomorrow. And we got started with that right away, popping in another ocean chunk which had the tiniest chunk of a beach here so some sand resources that'll be nice but i did the next chunk a little differently spawning it down from the caves in the bottom side of this one this was a birch forest which was relatively easy to torch up up on the surface and had some waterlogged ravines and a pretty big section of a cave down in the deep slate level that was all pretty relatively safe to make spawn proof and had a lot of resources immediately accessible that i was able to mine out from there i headed to another one of my ocean chunks popping down another one of the spawners so I'd be able to get to the underground easy getting some more jungle and considering I had missed out on jungle saplings oh so long ago I was really excited to have another shot at them 
I was also trying to keep track of the resources that it had over at home, breaking down the sugarcane and immediately replanting it so we could grow more, getting the steak that I had at home, harvesting a bit of the animals, and making another diamond pick before my previous one would break, especially since that had the fortune enchant. I did not want to waste that. The following day, I headed down to the underground of the latest chunk that I had spawned, dealing with some creepers, but overall trying to be pretty safe. There was a witch here who did try to get me with those potion effects, and I was able to get some spider eyes. You could get some cool things from her. I could have gotten a lot luckier, but I mined up a lot of the tough. It's a low block in the world, and it's relatively easy for me to mine out safe in the cave that I'm in, and thankfully, it's very well accepted by the World Forge. And with efficiency, I'm grabbing whatever I can from these new chunks that are resource rich compared to the rest of the world. Dropping all of that off, doing a little bit more mining with the sugarcane, getting that up to about eight growing sections right now. This is going to be an experience in exponential growth. We are not using any of this until we absolutely need to. But considering I had just found four different unstable chunk spawners, I took the world core, the most recent one that had been crafted up, and converted that into a world scanner. This would allow me to do something a little bit different and be more targeted with my efforts. I smelted up some stone to make some stone bricks, took a quick nap, and the following day let's put it to work. So I headed over and put those bricks into the world scanner, which needs cores and the same things that I would build the cores out of in order to work and it scans for that block in any of the chunks relative to my current location. And it is honestly very, very slow, but we will figure out more about how this works in a little bit. I did a little bit of fishing while that continued to scan, enchanted up my shovel just to get efficiency. I grabbed a quick little bit of flint and then mined out the dirt that was embedded in the wall of one of the chunks, throwing that over into the forge, which I could then use to turn into cores to power the scanner. I accidentally moved the bricks, which reset everything everything that is <laughs> that is genuinely upsetting i'm not gonna lie so i took my aggressions out on the animals by well making fewer animals the next day i set the scanner to go off again scanning for stone bricks again that's to try to find a stronghold i headed off to the nether for a little bit using some of the unstable chunk spawners to try to see what else we can get here i spawned another basalt delta biome and immediately noped out of there i just don't want to deal with that heading instead down into one of the deep slate areas, mining up the moss from one of the lush cave sections, and then doing a little bit more manicuring of all the sugarcane that we've set up, setting all of that into the forge, so that way we can power the scanner and potentially find a stronghold. I don't know how far it could potentially be, so this is gonna take some effort. Day 78, I legit mined all day. I spent the entire day just mining from cave to cave to cave, mainly picking up on any ore blocks that I happened to find. Copper and redstone were big things that I was looking for, and I was using torches to break gravel since that can all go into the forge. I spent the whole day mining and just went back through that all in a machine to get compressed into blue crystals and went to bed. Not every day can be a banger when the world is this small. You know what makes for an exhilarating day though? For fishing. After my first run-in with just how overpowered some of these books can be, and given that I'm still pretty far away from an actually geared up enchanting setup, I'm thinking this might be a good idea. I grabbed a name tag and a power three bow. That would definitely be good. I could get those enchanted up and repaired. All of the copper that I had set up had smelted, and I tried making a seaweed block 
thinking maybe that would be acceptable in the World Forge, and spoiler alert, it wasn't. But I can now supercharge on our sugarcane growing. Setting up a grid of dirt blocks underneath the lily pads down here on the ocean where I'm fishing, I can set up a far more efficient space instead of the few blocks underneath the tree. The next day, I tried some more things for the forge. None of them happened to go in, but some copper blocks were ready and I got the bows combined. And then I realized blackstone. Blackstone works in the world forge. That could be huge. I grabbed everything that I had, immediately throwing it in, getting a full core and then a bit more, doing a bit more mining in the overworld, finding a chest with another two unstable chunk spawners in them. From there, I quickly headed home, enchanted up a few diamond pickaxes just to get an efficiency three one, which would mine through a lot of the nether resources a lot faster, getting unbreaking on it as well, so it's gonna last for a while. All of those broken diamond picks immediately coming in handy. I'd crafted up a normal chunk spawner as well, and I thought that I would go down to the deep dark and spawn the next chunk in sequence from there, getting a little bit more of the ancient city for me to explore. And I had miscalculated. I'm an idiot. I'm a dumb, dumb idiot. It's not the next chunk off of the chunk that we're in, it's the next chunk that would naturally be there in the world. Oh. Oh, oh wait, we have another deep dark section, but still. Well, that was a waste. That was a big stupid waste. <laughs> wait. Oh, that's the chest I already opened, okay. Well, uh, let's see what's over here. I mined through the new chunk, seeing some diamonds on the edge of it, heading up to there and just mining those out. A bit of a consolation prize, considering I didn't get to actually go and explore an ancient city. So I just kind of dejectedly made my way back up to the surface and restarted the next day where the sugarcane was doing well so that at least felt like I was making some progress in the world so I headed off to the nether dealing with an overall mob party over in the soul sand valley area but blocking off all of the lava in the basalt delta and since I had an efficiency pickaxe breaking through the blackstone here relatively quickly I did find myself getting jumped by the occasional piglin as I wasn't properly wearing gold at all times and and I threw down an unstable chunk spawner getting basically nothing and then another getting basically everything okay this is gonna be interesting this is very interesting so now does this count as a fortress I don't think it properly does oh that would have been so cool, but I didn't get the advancement. Unfortunately, nothing spawned in the fortress right away, and it makes sense, I was right on top of it. But maybe more will spawn later, so we're gonna have to come back and check at a later date. The sugarcane is going well, progress is being made, and we're going into day 83, gearing up to actually get to fully enchanted diamond armor. Wow, this one really does behave a little differently. I spawned up another unstable chunk, getting a very low and very frozen one, dropping down into the ocean nearby and seeing a ton of caves that I was able to jump into for some basic resources, including a bunch more diamonds, which since I don't have mending, all diamonds are good things. But other than some ample caves, the main thing I grabbed was some copper and a quick nap. 
Day 84 though, we started with farming. First the sugarcane and then the wheat, replanting that field, feeding all of the mobs, and then culling a lot more to be able to get a bunch more food. Once I got that all cooking, I combined the fortune axe with my efficiency one. Considering that would last me to the end of this 100 days, it made sense to have them together. And I started working on bookcases. With bamboo, it's a lot cheaper, so I'd be able to build everything I needed. I carved out a space off the path, connecting my main chunk over to the farming chunk, and we're gonna set up a nice little enchanting area over here. I moved over some of the essential things for enchanting, like the anvil, a barrel with all of my lapis in it, and some nice little bit of lighting, getting some basic enchanting on my hose, and then going out and grabbing a little bit more sugarcane, a little bit more planks via bamboo, some more books from all the murders I'd been committing, and I'm a whole two bookcases into our overall progress. I still have some work to do. Hopefully we get to it by day 100. Day 95, we did a little bit more sugarcane and getting ourselves up to our third bookcase. We're one fifth of the way there. Powering the world scanner whenever we can with whatever random items that we find to continue searching for a stronghold. I'm building the world out in preparation for it, getting another savannah chunk directly next to my previous savannah chunk. So the world actually looks somewhat normal right here. And I did my tradition of swimming down the water, running off the edge of the world. Flat earthers would be so excited with this video. I grabbed a bit of diamonds where I could see them easily and found a geode with a bunch of zombies hanging out inside. Once I clear that out, that's some new items for me to be able to play with. The following day though, I had taken a bit of damage from dealing with all of the mobs in some of those low caves. So my armor was finally looking a little beat. I made myself a new diamond helmet, got that enchanted with some very basic protection on it and continued my work on the chunk to prepare it for you all to be able to play in this world. Because remember, you get this world when I'm done with it. I did a bit more strip mining through several of the chunks to just get myself up to some more scanning range as well as some additional world spawners. So I could do a little bit more playing with this crazy chaotic world. And the next day, as I was doing my traditional morning routine at this point, just trying to build out on the enchanting area, I saw a wandering trader standing on top of a mountain in a very precarious position. And it looks like I was potentially geared up for a little bit more llama death. Hello, friend. Please have good trades. Uh, eh, I guess melon seeds. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, no. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Okay, we're fine. Um, don't mind what I'm about to do your pets. The only problem now though was I was out of emeralds. I used everything that I had gotten so far, meaning I needed to find some more. Luckily I can see into the edges of the chunks and I'm pretty sure I had seen some deep slate emerald at some point because I remember thinking, oh, that's an illegal block that's easy to find if you can actually see through the entire world, but it was no longer visible. And I'm starting to think that at some point I'd spawned a chunk over that, thus making it one of the rarest blocks in the game again, because there's no way for me to actually even see it. I continued mining around the walls of the chunk for a while, eventually finding a few blocks of dripstone. This actually could be huge because it was about now that I was realizing that that dripstone farm wouldn't work if it wasn't on a block of dripstone, a point of dripstone on a block of dripstone is what's required for it to actually grow more dripstone. And I'm saying dripstone far too often. So I headed back up to the base to repair and make the farm 
actually function and do a thing, heading over to the jungle chunk and popping down a new spawner, spiraling my way along the outside in the wonderful ant colony fashion that I've been doing lately, torching up the top of the chunk and then securing all of the caves inside with whatever mobs were down here. There was a massive cave just at the bottom with a floating chest inside, which meant we're getting two unstable chunk spawners for free. Combining that with seeing a little bit of deep dark underneath as well, I was excited at another potential shot at an ancient city before I remembered that there would be no way to get whatever the next adjacent chunk would be to this random one. So we're unfortunately having to head back home, but I did get poked by a fork on the way through. Oh, hello, buddy. Let you get up to the surface a little more. Oh no, don't fall, don't fall. Whatcha? 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 Oh, ow. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> this looks ridiculous. Would have been cool, but not meant to be. Even though I didn't end up getting some battle cutlery, I did get a piece of dripstone finally growing, which meant I was one more piece away from having the farm actually growing four blocks. When did I put those down? It took me like 15 in-game days to realize that. Day 89, I had spent the last two days searching around for an emerald and I had not found it, but I had found a whole bunch of other ores. So I started the day by sending those off to smelt. I had to head over to the nether, dealing with some very angry cubes and some very angry piglins, getting whatever lava I could manage and whatever buckets I still had, using that to smelt up all of the ores and crafting up another three bookcases, getting myself that much closer to one of my mains goals. I had another world core waiting. I still have the two unstable chunk spawners that I had found in the most recent chest. So we're doing pretty good as being able to expand the world, but I am waiting to see if I could potentially do that in a more intelligent way. I made some clay blocks to see if they would go into the scanner and they unfortunately didn't, but I know mud does. So I did spend a good chunk of the next day mining up mud. Then I remembered that I had left a wandering trader in a boat and I had not yet found any emeralds. So it doesn't look like we're going to be getting any melons in this world unfortunately. I did chop down the acacia tree which is a new wood type. It's something that I had unlocked that I did not even realize in the moment but he made a sign to commemorate my trader friend who survived a whole three days somehow being the only mob in the world who can disappear outside of a boat. But with that done I did a little bit more breaking on all of the blocks mainly just mining underneath the top layer of my chunks to have a whole lot of resources for the world forge and we're approaching the end game. So now I'm trying to be a little bit more deliberate with the chunks that I spawn to make as many sides open and exposed to air to make sure things like caves and rare ores are visible after making my mistake with that deep slate emerald. The next spawn in was an ocean biome, continuing with the very weird topography, but it did have the very front of a sunken ship. Unfortunately, not the side that had a chest in it. That's still a really cool find to have in this world considering how small it actually is. I made my way down into all of the caves, continuing with kind of the standard operating procedure of mining out anything that was shiny by swimming through the water that if I lose attention for just a little bit, I will fall into the void and die. And I really don't want to do this this far out into the series. I set a whole bunch of sugar cane to go, made myself some new upgraded diamond tools with better enchants on all of them. So that way I'd have a little bit easier time mining dirt. I was specifically looking for efficiency two, which allows dirt 
to Instamine, meaning I can get resources so much faster than I had previously. And on day 91, we are devastating an entire chunk, taking the one that's right next to our fishing ocean and converting it from a regular plains biome to a stony shore, as long as you don't happen to look at the map and see what biome it actually belongs to. All of that dirt went over to the World Forge, which would get me multiple cores and allow me to power the World Scanner for a decent bit. A few more bookcases in place and harvesting up and taking care of all of the wheat means that another round of cows is about ready to make the ultimate sacrifice to continue to get us towards our goal of ultimate magic and knowledge. And on the topic of knowledge, I put a full core from the Forge into the scanner. We have quite a few spawners in pocket right now. There's still things to do and more being generated. I can get resources faster than ever before. So this might feel like a weird purchase, but if feels right to me, at least in the moment. I spawned in another chunk to fill out the section and it was another acacia biome. Not only was it that, it lined up perfectly with the chunk that I was standing on. The odds of this feel astronomical. I don't know if somehow the algorithm for this plugin makes it work that way, but that feels like a one in a million shot. And it only felt more like that when I headed down in the caves and saw a spawner. I genuinely cannot believe that we got a spawner. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, a name tag. That would have helped. Is this right on the line? Oh my goodness, it is right on the line. That is wild. Getting a spawner was kind of ridiculous, but a bit of additional dripstone would also come in handy, allowing me to build out that farm a bit more. There were, however, some complications. Oh, that's a very bad place to be. But after all of the mobs had at least partially taken care of themselves, I dug my way down into a very, and I mean very full cave with quite a few creepers and other mobs into it. But lucky for me, I had enough arrows from all of my time bartering with my piglin friends that I was able to take them out relatively easily. And all this makes me think back to the very first little hole in the wall mob farm that we had created for ourselves and just how far we'd come in the interim. Please work doesn't even work. Why won't you accept dripstone? That is my one piece of feedback for this mod author. There's a ton more blocks that that forge should accept. Just please make it work with farmable stuff. That would be so nice. The next day, a ton of sugarcane was in and I was able to craft up most of it with all of the leather that I had been stockpiling, getting an additional two bookcases and getting ourselves just one step closer. We're actually short on wood as the main thing for the last little bit of it, so I was able to craft those up. And with that, we have a full enchanting setup and it feels great. I mined out some more dirt pockets out of some of the chunks, finding gold exposed behind it. Thankfully that was inside a Mesa chunk, so that's just wonderful. But since I can mine that out so quickly, I'm just excavating the sub layer of every chunk in this world, making everything structurally unsound, but just trying to get myself up to another world core, which I used to power the scanner even further. I really would like to try to shoot for the moon and find a stronghold before this is over. And it's gonna be close. Given how small the world is and kind of checking the coordinates on all of the very end chunks of everything that we've built so far, 
I'm not sure if it's even mathematically possible. Maybe if I had started earlier in this adventure, but with where we are right now, I'm more interested in making the world that we have look as good as I can than trying to make my way out to something that is potentially unattainable. But I do want to add more to this world and do more things. So I'm just peeking through and exploring to all of the different areas, mining my way down to the deep dark section at the very bottom of the map in the naturally spawned chunks, the ones that are in the right order, putting down another spawner and getting a bit more of a cave and some diamonds on the edges, but unfortunately no closer to an ancient city or anything else along those lines. And making my way back to the door and we're starting to wind down in this adventure through this very, very weird world. As I placed the final books and completed our enchanting bookcase, I took care of the animals, checked in on the world scanner, and all of that progress will be there for you if you're on Patreon. And it's time for us to do a bit more exploring. I threw some water down in one of the sections so I could mine down to one of the caves in my final spawned chunk in this world, torching that up to make sure it was all safe and ready to go, and finally finding a couple emeralds after all of that effort, I'll at least be prepared for the next wandering trader whenever they happen to appear. With all of the supplies going in for smelting, it's time to make this thing cleaned up a little bit nicer. I did some terraforming, chopping down all of these spruce trees, and the cave in the very, very spawn area. The first thing that we made through our first ridiculous chunk, setting up actual proper walls and flooring, making sure that the tunnel looks good, and getting stairs down to the lower areas that you'll be able to get there without just constantly jumping from step to step. The following day, I was just doing some random exploring on the edges, trying to get whatever last little bit of resources that I could, when I almost messed this up in the 11th hour. I would have died from either the fall or hitting the void. Oh my god. That was so insanely close. Okay. <laughs> Let's head over to that cave safely. Please. Knowing that that would be a ridiculously unsatisfying ending to what has been a very interesting journey for me in this world, I grabbed whatever deep slate and resources that I could, heading up to the top of the mountains directly to the left of my spawn and doing what I love to do when I'm finishing up in these worlds and setting my wealth and my accomplishments out there in the world for everybody to see. I made a pile of diamonds first, made an area that I'd be able to convert into a space with an armor stand for everything that I'm wearing, and then laid out all of the gold that I hadn't injected directly into the Piglin economy as of yet. After that, some additional work on pathing and doing a little bit more crafting with whatever I had left, setting up an armor stand and a chest for my items, the final few diamond blocks, and a little bit of additional pathing and detail with some hay bales and more scanning processing as the world would be set for you. With the time starting to wind down, the world preparing to come to a close, and the rain pattering off of the surface of the ocean, I went to sleep for the final time and woke up on the morning of day 100. It is kind of wild to think that 100 days ago, none of this existed. None of this food, None of this food with legs. None of that water. Do you remember how long it took us to get water? It took us almost 10 days. None of my bookcase and enchanting. Nothing that I'm wearing. 
No house, no chunks, no swamp, no anything. We had this chunk right here, this chunk, and a dream. And we did it. But as always, this world goes from mine to yours. So let's just head on over here. Everything into the chest. Enjoy the world, everybody. I have more adventures in the multiverse coming very soon. Talk to you later. Good. Bye.